Matt, Tim and Tony are part of the rugby union community. Just like your local club, clubs are owned by the community for the community. Visit yours today. Touch judges are ready. Side of studio. Players are lined up. Microphones in hand for the restart. It's now time to form the Ruck. The Sunday Rugby Show featuring Wallaby legends Tim Horan and Matt Burke. Hello, good morning to you all, and uh, good morning to you, Tim Horan, Matt Burke. Lovely to see you in the studio, Timmy. Good morning, Tony. Good to be here. Sunday yeah. morning. How good was yesterday? Australia, the Wallabies 20, uh, uh, beat Wales 19. In a, well, look, was a doubt. We'll get into the game itself in a minute. Just one sort of those things that I just see that was, in fact, a record at Allianz Stadium. Uh, 42,889. Now, I was just watching on telly. I know you were there. I saw it. There seemed to be nobody there. Very sparse, very sparse, very sparse. Full. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those rugby great uh, rugby afternoons. You yeah. were there. Timmy, talk me through it. Yeah, it was fantastic. I actually walked down to the game from Surrey Hills from the hotel I'm staying at, and mm. the people around the pubs and the cafes and the restaurants, and, and that, it was building from about uh, 11 a.m. in the morning. And then I've never seen... So many kids walk to a game with their dads. Like, afternoon yeah. footy is here to stay because I think the Waratahs are looking for more afternoon games next year mm. in Super Rugby. And uh, it was just a fantastic atmosphere before the game. And as you say, Tony, about 10 minutes before the game, I thought there's, about, there's only going to be 10,000 people turn up. But yeah. all of a sudden, I think we're, because we're Australians, they all walk down with their crates of beer down yeah. and sit down with about a minute <laughs> so to go before the anthem. Watch, empty, 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 <laughs> full! <laughs> you know, you know the, the blokes on the gate, they're going to earn their money in about five minutes yeah. flat. Yeah, there is so much ahead. Where does that win put us, uh, the Wallowies? We'll get to that shortly. Well, also, Black Caviar had a win. How good was that win? We'll put that into some perspective as well. We'll talk to uh, uh, the Wallabies from their camp to see exactly how they're feeling about that victory. This is The Ruck. It's your Sunday rugby show. This is The Ruck. And this is The Ruck, your Sunday rugby show. Tony Squires, Matt Burke, Tim Horan with you. The Wallabies uh, got over Wales 20 to 19. Uh, and then three tests, which were all close, unlike the uh, New Zealand Island game, 60 to nil. We'll get to that in a second as well. Look, uh, the game yesterday, as we mentioned earlier, a huge crowd there. It was a full house uh, at Allianz Stadium. A Saturday afternoon test match. Brilliant. So you're hoping and dreaming of an open, fast game of running rugby. Mm. The sound that I heard most of uh, just through my television set was this one. Uh, I'll hear it again, can I? Was, uh, can, just again? Because uh, that's about the pace they were coming. Can we uh, make it longer as yeah. well? <laughs> Craig Schubert, the referee. Uh, just what do you think about his performance? Because, look, my problem has been with rugby for such a long time. Love it so much. The laws of the game. Uh, not many of us know all of them. Sadly, the referees seem to... Yeah, all of us. <laughs> None of us know, knows all the laws of yeah. rugby. What happens to, seems to happen to me is that, the, that things like forward passes and knock-ons can be let go. Yet, once we get to the breakdown on scrum... Yep. A player basically hears this uh, just because he's used a split infinitive in a sentence or it doesn't matter what it is, the referee will find some excuse to... And uh, that really makes me want... So what did you think of the performance yesterday? The uh, well, for 65 minutes, and, and um, we did a pre and post game with Fox Sports and sitting there amongst the crowd, and I thought, oh, the crowd's going to start to blow up after about 50 minutes because they just kept blowing the... Yeah. And the, the real problem is in rugby is the scrum resets. Mm. Like, I don't mind pulling up a forward pass or a knock-on. You've got to do that. Yeah, but love to. It's the scrum resets. So once the scrum... There was five and a half minutes it took for one scrum to actually for the ball to come out. So when the scrum goes down and the ball's at the back with the number eight... 
let let the game flow. Like, don't reset the scrum, you know, or, or short arm penalty. Short arm penalty and go again. Yeah. yeah, I think in fact there was a stat uh, I read today that of there was thirty five minutes when there was actually the ball was in play. Yep, you know, and that's not, not that's not too bad. Yep. That, that's really? that's a, as high as it gets, just about. You, know, you don't get the forty minute mark. Mm. That's for sure. But remember a couple of weeks ago we spoke about Dick Marks in, in his article. He said there's twenty three ways of refereeing a, a scrum infringement. You yes. know? So it was, it just it it's bizarre. It's I saw one of the articles in the paper today that you know the Sydney crowd they 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 hate the kicking they hate yeah. the the scrums being reset so yeah. what what is the, the question then becomes what is that entertainment thing again Timmy have yeah. you got a have you got a solution for the referee to sort it out <laughs> well I reckon the referees the best referees in the world mm-hmm. they should have had them at the game there yesterday yep. and sit them amongst the crowd so on their own amongst the crowd so they actually hear yeah, the talking. displeasure of the crowd and what they should be doing because the crowd are they, all they want is running rugby yeah. yes they don't mind a penalty occasionally but when a scrum gets reset four or five times they've actually got to understand the referees and, and there's some very good referees out there Craig Joubert is one of them yep. but it's it's an entertainment factor and there's floaters in the game watching all types types of sports so the Waratahs will always get 15 or 20,000 people watching diehard you know fans yeah, but they're the floaters are the ones you want to get the people who watch exactly. other sports you've got to try and attract them to watch rugby union. The people are, are polycodal. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, so let me, okay, let me so, just look that up. Yeah. Um, so we'll back, gonna, I was going to ask uh, Tone. Uh, yeah. I mean, yes, yes, it was great. And there's there's Warburton for Wales, uh, Pocock for Australia, and then you got McCaw over in New Zealand, and they dominate the ruck area. Do you? And that slowed not so much that slowed the game down, but they were the ones who stopped the momentum. You know, mm. Wales were going well at one stage mm. there, and obviously Pocock then steals the ball. Do we need to do something around there? I mean, that's it's it's incredible skill at, at what they do. Yep. But can you say, boys, just let it go? Well, know, the benefit of the doubts always, I think, has got to go to the attacking team. Yep. Because otherwise, I mean, what David Pocock, he had two times there when Wales were on attack and they got through about ten phases. Yeah. And he got himself and stole the ball. Great play. So I, yeah. I think you've got to reward that. But it's you've got to try and, it's the benefit of the doubt should be towards the attacking team to keep the attacking. You look at rugby league, there, there's virtually no scrums. You no. don't want to get to that stage because you lose the big fat bloke and the, and the <laughs> tall bloke for rugby in the, in the scrums. You've got to still have those yeah. guys. The big fat blokes are really important. Oh, they are. Well, there's a lot of kids on the sideline just look dreaming of being the big fat bloke. <laughs> in Argentina, there is. <laughs> Not here. It's right. Well, okay, so let's take aside, you know, the style of game itself. Over those three tests, Australia's beaten the Six Nations champions, uh, three-zip in a series. We're now going to this rugby championships against uh, a couple of sides who look pretty good, including the All Blacks, who we mm. mentioned 60 to nil over Ireland. Where do you think we are placed? What do you see over those three tests uh, about our future, immediate future? Oh, I think what Robbie Deans, and we'll speak to him later in the show, mm-hmm. that I think he's got a lot of character out of this team as well. When James Horwell, the captain's not playing, he's yep. out. Um, you've got Quade Cooper out, James O'Connor out as well. Kurtley Beale came back uh, yesterday afternoon and probably didn't have his be- one of his better test matches. But you- you're missing those four key players. And I think he's got from a Berwick Barnes. Uh, yep. He's got a lot more poise and presence from Berwick Barnes. Mm-hmm. Guinea was sensational. Um, I think we're okay. I think it- they were pretty tough test matches, those last two test matches against Wales. So I think we're... I think we're building. Uh, I like the way Rob Horn's starting to play now and understand how to play the game. So I, I think we're building Berkey to it. But the All Blacks, they were sensational yesterday. And, and same as the Springboks uh, against, you know, they had a draw against England. But those first two test matches were, were tough games. For mine, it was the, the ability to, to close out a game. I mean, they, they were close. Pops, perhaps the second test, they weren't the best team. But they stayed in it. They got the opportunity to, to kick a goal to win the game. And they, and they took that. And... And when you look back through history, um, you know, Timmy, so when you and I played, we snuck back away with 35 a... 35 years ago. Correct. Yeah. We snuck away with a try, yep. uh, as in Kef, Mortlock, uh, goal, Eels yep. goal, kicked a goal. And so if, if you weren't kicking those, 
their losses and they're you know we've had a terrible year. You've got to find year. a way to win and this this team is starting to do that now under Robbie Deans. This is the rock. Look, I always love watching the the ball. Are we calling them ball boys now or are they ball people? They could they could be ball assistants they, these days, can't they? Ball assistants. Well, yeah, touch touch I'm not referee. Sure that touch right. <laughs> assistant referee. There, yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the ball people. Let's call them ball people. Ball people. Because they're, they're not necessarily just boys. So the, yesterday uh, I noticed, uh, and Timmy, you did as well, you were at the ground. Uh, I only noticed because, uh, as with everything, I'm told through commentary, this is what happened. Eric Barnes is in the middle looking for a rugby ball to kick. He's got the tee. Just doesn't have the ball. Now seven come on the field. <laughs> None anywhere near Perrick. What was going on it there? It was unbelievable. Playing forever. I, I was, uh, we were sitting at the, uh, the Fox Sports desk in the corner of the field, yeah. and all of a sudden we're saying, there's no, there's no ball boys out in the field. And then all of a sudden... The test had started. The person, yeah, the test had started. The test had been going about four and a half minutes, and Berwick Barnes is looking for a ball to take the first shot at goal with a sold-out Sydney Football Stadium. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the lady from the right-hand corner brings about eight ball boys and four go left and four go right to both sides of the field and then you see her getting grilled by the head of stadium uh, football stadium yeah. manager and she's going oh it wasn't my fault they're out the back having a hot dog or something <laughs> she's trying to explain something I was going to say that they've got uh, they're, they're trading one snake for four jelly beans before, <laughs> before they go out there but they oh, ran, God, we're on we're on it's well, they, they ran out in the field Merrick Barnes only had one ball to kick that's yeah. all he needed obviously but um, when he when he went back to halfway and um, Reese Priestland the fly half for, for Wales was looking for a ball you could see there was about Six ball boys run on with a ball. They were so nervous. They were so nervous to redeem themselves. It, that, that whole thing. I mean, I never was a, a ball, but it was great. I love the idea of that. You would have been, were you, either of you ball boys or Berkey, you as a kicker, you've had a lot of quality time with the ball person. Came across a lot of them. I mean, most of the times nowadays, it's not the it's not the ball boy that brings the, the tee on or that kind of stuff. It's usually from you know, your, your own teammates, yeah. exactly right. But in, in the day, you had the ball boy. Uh, I remember a game, I had a, a kick to win the game couple of years ago now and I ran out there uh, sorry I, I walked to the mark and the ball boy was sprinting out as you said to me you know they want to get out there quick about 10 metres away he just sort of stopped and slowed down I sort of went mate come on son and as he walked to, to give me the tea he just sort of jagged it back me a little bit he sort of pulled away from me he said mate tough kick oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, <right. laughs> yeah absolutely mate yeah. well who are you playing oh, we're playing you blokes oh, you're, you're playing a, Queensland Reds in a state of the union like okay and how, 1997. How old is this smart boy? He was eight child? years old. Oh, he was eight years old, and and that was the thing. He, he gave and it to me. You missed the kick, of course. No, no, fortunately, oh. it was about the only time I won against Queensland. <laughs> and then uh, as I was lining it up, I could see his legs there, and I said, "Mate, you're gonna have to go." And he said, "Yeah, yeah don't miss it." <laughs> but where the days have gone of um, you know, you, you say about the kicking tee. I, I was a sand boy. Remember, you used to be you was a ball boy yeah. or you were a sand boy. You couldn't mm-hmm. be both. Yeah. So you had the little sand bucket like you see at the, uh, at the, the golf, uh, golf course. course. Yeah. And, and I used to run that out. My dad used to play rugby league sort of for Parramatta many years ago. Yeah. But then he played um, up in Gympie, so mm-hmm. up uh, a couple of hours north of uh, Brisbane. And I used to be the sand boy. Mm-hmm. And I remember dad was playing a grudge match against a, uh, a team that they'd virtually never beaten. And the opposite, that, that team, um, the Wanderers they called, had a kick from the sideline to win the game. So the blokes called me out. I've walked out with my bucket of sand, yeah. and I've tipped it all out virtually. <laughs> so I brought out on the field hardly any sand. He's tipped it out. There's no sand coming out of it. And he's looked at me. I just sort of looked back at him and said, yeah, good luck. You know, like, <laughs> this is The Ruck. And speaking of the local club, uh, Berkey, what's happened in Sydney club rugby? Well, there's a couple of games on today, Tone. Uh, mm. Penrith taking on Gordon and Sydney Uni up against Eastwood. That's at Sydney Uni. Yeah. Uh, but there were some games played yesterday. Uh, Northern Suburbs, 35, Warringah, 19. Southern Districts got over Eastern Suburbs 28-27, the one-pointer there. Ramwick 
got their first win of the season, 42 oh. over Parramatta, 26. Finally. Drew Mitchell back. For Drew Mitchell the back. Weeks. Starring on the outside there, uh, on the wing. And Manly, 41. West Harbour, 21. That was at Manly Oval yesterday. I think oh. the good thing about Club Rugby yesterday is mm. played well before the Test match was on, so it allowed people to either go home and watch it on TV or take their sons to the game. But more importantly, more importantly, boys, yes. it allows more people... Uh-huh. To go to Bunnings this morning. Bunnings. Right. Bunnings. Go, the, the local church, yes. why is it called Bunnings? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did hear through the week that what, what about this book that everyone is reading called Fifty Shades of Grey? Oh, What's yeah. that all about? What well, do you want, mate? <coughs> They're painting, are they? Fifty Shades of Grey. I, I know it's bad because I, I'll put my hand up and say my, my wife is reading it. She's reading it within the book club? Uh, well, no book club. Or did you club. buy it for her? Well, it is a bit saucy. Right. It's a right. little bit, of, it's what it's called, uh, there's a bit of, you know, right. going and on. And I did hear that mm. a lot of these hardware stores are yeah. selling out of rope for some <laughs> reason. So I'm not sure what that's all about, there's but maybe a, who's There buying? is a bit of tie me up, tie me down in that book. The, uh, have it's you read uh, Fifty Shades of whatever it's no, called? No, no, I haven't. No. I saw it was advertised. Is your it, missus reading it? No, 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 not at the moment. Oh, yeah, I have to admit they are. You should uh, give her a copy the, of it. There's a, I did, I bought it. I was When I was in my head, a little uh, sojourn in uh, Canada and, Yes. Flick through New York. Yeah. I picked it up on the way home. Did you? Because it was uh, it was number one bestseller in the Times. I just, so I've I got a bit from it here. Yeah, you, okay, can uh, you? This, this is actually from the book because it was a, there was a review yesterday. Because I, I know it's just, re- just, just remind all our listeners this is a rugby show, but it's a it's a lifestyle show as well. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, what rugby is life, isn't it? Life is rugby. Uh, Are there any so split this, infinitives in it? Oh, there's more than that. <laughs> Look, it's trash. E. L. James is the author, uh, and this is a line: "Desire pools dark and deadly in my groin." Right. Okay. Well, that sounds like a rugby pools, scrum. Dark and deadly in my groin. <laughs> Holy cow! This is another quote. This beautiful man wants me back, and deep inside me, sweet joy unfurls like a morning glory in the early dawn. That is was, that, that good writing that or was, what? That was Eelsie's column a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that bloke's getting on the bus. Yeah, we're going to get Robbie Deans on the show shortly. He's, of course, midway through Fifty Shades of Grey. We'll see what he thought of that. And the Test Match win to his Wallabies right here on The Ruck. This is The Ruck. This is The Ruck, your Sunday sports show. Tony Squires, uh, Tim Horan and Matt Burke with you. All right, if you're just waking up, sticking your head out the window, having a look at the day outside and thinking, what's happened in the world of sport over the past 24 hours? This is the segment where we can get you right up to date. Obviously, uh, in the rugby, Australia 20 beat Wales 19, New Zealand 60 thrashed Ireland to zip, and that draw between the Springboks and England 14 all. In uh, the other sports going around at the moment, now we're going to get back to it. Black Caviar did win uh, 20 two in a row won the Diamond Jubilee Stakes at uh, Royal Ascot we'll talk to you boys in some detail on that in just a moment but first in Rugby League and the NRL Parramatta beat Penrith 19-18 what a great game in Rugby League uh, the two bottom teams fighting to avoid the wooden spoon it's yeah, always it's, the great game isn't that's it the, that's the Hugh Cares fixture as yeah, well. it is. But, there, but there's so much riding on it though yeah. I mean there's, you, you play so hard yeah well Chrissy Sandow of course who's struggled all year he managed mm-hmm. to kick the field goal to win that the Cowboys beat Canberra 40 to 18 the Bombers in the AFL beat Fremantle in the west 113 to 89 Collingwood over the west coast 85 82 then the Euro I don't know if you've been watching in the Euro 2012 the Germany Greece some great goals from Germany that was 4-2 win to them Spain got up two last night uh, they did they beat France 2 Nil uh, in cricket, it was three for thirty-six. Ireland, the might of Ireland against uh, the Aussies, three for thirty-six. When rain saved Australia. <laughs> <laughs> do you know? Do you remember? There's a stat about Alan Border hit six sixes uh, in his career yeah. on one over yeah. uh, when they played Ireland. Like, really? was there a mercy rule at, at that one stage? <laughs> yes. like, exactly. Can you not? How many games of cricket in Ireland do you think would be called off? <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
quite a lot. Yeah. Yes, you'd think they, were, they, were, they, were, they had no practice facilities. It was, you know, r- raining all the way through. So three for th- 36, Ireland finished up. And in the Formula 1, the European GP, Mark Webber qualified 19th. He had some engine problems. Mm. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo, the other Aussie, was 17th. But Sebastian Vettel is on pole ahead of Lewis Hamilton. I mentioned Black Caviar. If you uh, weren't up, well, obviously you're un-Australian if you weren't up during the mm. night watching it uh, out at some place. I don't know. Every, the bars were still open after the rugby. Uh, but this was the closing stages. Black Caviar in front with a Yeah, a photo finish wasn't exactly what we expected. She looked like she was going to do it quite easily, mm. but it didn't in the end. And after that amazing performance on day one of the carnival from Frankel, uh, that horse that just... 11 lengths. 11 lengths, and just had the jockey on board going... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think Luke, Luke Nolan on, on Black Caviar just wanted to make the race a bit closer for everyone. Like, if, you, if anyone, if the listeners, if you go and watch the race or yeah. Google it this afternoon, yeah. you can see him just riding hands and heels. Well, the bizarre thing was, about 50 metres out, he turned around in the saddle and was looking back at the other guys and, you know, waving. Just a a quick one. Hands and heels. Is that because, Timmy, you're a country boy. You got the flannelette shirt on this morning. What does that mean? What does hands and heels mean? Hands and heels means you're just riding it sort of just with your, um, holding the reins and you're not whipping the horse. Right. So you're just hands, hands. And the um, heels, you're just sort of kicking the horse along, and your and you butt see, has nothing to do with it. Huh? Your butt has nothing. You're no, not, no, no, you're up. You're just yeah. hands and heels. You're right. You're not whipping the horse, but yeah. you watch the last with about uh, 50 meters to go. He's just casually riding along, and then he realizes, uh oh, is it? And then you see him just really sort of start to pump the last three or four strides, and just held on. Yeah, I, well, I, I wonder. Yet. I was going to say, I wonder if you watched Seabiscuit the night before. And, you know, remember when, when yes. Red, you can't see out of one eye and the, the horse comes over and takes you. He's like, oh, God. Well, we didn't ask that exact question, but he but, was asked what happened. Luke, what happened in the closing stages? I'm probably just underestimating the testing track of um, of Ascot. I, uh, I was kind of late and she'd had enough and um, the big engine throttled right down. It's, it's quite unfortunate because it's going to overshadow what was a very good win. They're going to talk about more about my brain fade, then uh, the horse's fantastic effort. You've only got to win by a quarter of an inch. That's what we're afraid to come here and win by, and we've got the job done. I love Peter Moody. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that trainer is so good. Uh, but uh, the Queen was there as well. Yep. Obviously, uh... She didn't look very happy, though, in any of the photo, in the pictures I saw of her. No. That's that's, her, that's like her 63rd event. You know, yeah. She's bored of it. Exactly. And she doesn't have the excitement of watching the Queen arrive, because it's her. <laughs> like, everybody else has got something to look forward to. <laughs> Maybe the next year they can get a mirror, just put it in front of her. <laughs> oh, I am amused. Do I look that bad? <laughs> oh, smile. <laughs> <laughs> this is The Ruck, your Sunday rugby show. Plenty ahead, including... In about 15 minutes, we'll catch chat to Wallaby coach Robbie Deans. This is The Rock. One of the greats, Nathan Sharp, uh, we spoke to him last week, was it? Yeah. I think it might have been last week, mm. and he talked about, yeah, it's all over, uh, hanging up the boots. Uh, well, would you, would you come back, John no, Farnham? Couldn't no, possibly. One no. more time. What a ridiculous Categorically. Thing. Timmy, 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 no, no, no. Yes, he has. He's decided <laughs> he will. backflip with a pike. <laughs> Absolutely. He decided he's going to play on uh, to the, the, the rugby championship. Are you both surprised, or Timmy? What, what do you have any insight? No, I think that Robbie Deans would have uh, spoke to him because obviously James Horwell has been ruled out. He had an operation yep. this week, James Hall, on his hamstring, so that's going to rule him out virtually for the rest of the rest of the year. He might be a chance, James Horwell, of coming back for the end of season tour, but um, probably not. So. They need some experience in the second row. Um, I mean, they've got two or three players there. Siliki Tamani obviously played yesterday. 
that was his first test win after losing yeah. against Samoa last year in Scotland, Scotland. this year. So yeah. um, lucky to get away with one point. Wow. But I think that the way that um, they they both played was, you know, they need someone else to fill in. And Nathan Sharp, he's, actually, he said to Robbie Deans, yep, just let me ask my two sons first. Because his, the sons, his sons, I think they're about sort of five and three, and yeah. they've got a calendar crossing off all the days when Dad's finishing and retiring in three weeks' time. So oh. 21 days to go. Dad's coming home. We're going to see Dad. So oh. I think he rang his boys and said, listen, boys, I might be home. Can we change the calendar and make it 79 days? I'll be back home till so. And the boys said, yes, Dad, that's fine, as long as we can come to the test matches. So Were your kids old enough for that to be an issue while you were still playing? Because for, for, that, for sports people, it's just that dream job, you know, travel, all that sort of things. But in terms of family, it must be so cruel and difficult. Well, your kids are a bit older, uh, yeah. Timmy, than, than my ones. Uh, I remember taking one to when we were in the UK. We took them up to the borders of, of Scotland. Yep. And I remember looking at the crowd and uh, looking at uh, at my wife and, and, and little girl, and she was just freezing. So they left, they left there after about fifteen minutes. So we, you, you catch a little bit of it, but um, you know, they, they, it's a distant memory for those. I, I've never been a fan for sports people bringing their kids onto the ground and getting in photos of grand final wins, but um, you know, I've never been one for that. I think you, some people like to do it, yeah. um, but I remember the only time that my daughter Lucy, who's a bit older now, and she's uh, God bless her, she's on a plane as we speak, going to the UK to for a bit of a holiday. And um, it was a semi-final at Ballymore, and she was about two years old. And we were playing. So Ballymore in those days, um, club rugby was huge. You'd be sort of fifteen, twenty thousand people at the game, and she was sort of on the edge. And she managed to sort of walk through a little gate as we we're about to throw a line out. And I was playing um, fly half. And she saw me there, and she ran onto the field. Daddy, 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 daddy. And I looked at her, and I got so, uh, and I shouldn't have done it, but I, I pointed, and I went, get off, get off. She just stopped and froze, and then started crying and just turned and ran off the field to two security guards. Oh, brilliant. If Craig Joubert had been there, you would have heard the ref whistle over and over again. This is The Rock. In excess news sensation, this is The Ruck. It's your Sunday rugby show and gives me great pleasure now to welcome to the program the Wallaby coach, Robbie Deans. Good morning and congratulations, Robbie. Good morning. Thank you. Mate, uh, I don't know about you. The uh, One of the things we my ears were ringing uh, yesterday was this sound. There was a lot of, uh, from the referee, Craig Joubert, a lot of whistle going on. Uh, a tough game for you, though, and you came through after just you know, half a day to think about it. What are the major positives coming out of this series for you? I guess the most obvious positive was the adaptation of the group. Um, you know, we saw in the first instance in Newcastle where the team didn't adapt from Super Rugby on Saturday to Test Match on 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 Tuesday. Um, but from that point on, they have shown better composure and made better decisions in, in critical moments that have resulted in, in wins. And... Um, that, that's a critical skill, and, and that is the distinction between Super Rugby level and, and Test Match Rugby. Uh, Robbie, Tim here. Where do you see the side at the moment? Obviously, um, 3-0 um, series win against Wales. Where do you see the team going into the Rugby Championships in a, uh, a few a, a few weeks' time? Uh, are we are we growing in stature and, and character? We're growing in substance. Um, there's a resilience here. Um, you know, in terms of leadership within the group and, and by leadership I mean not only you know, what David did being thrown in the deep end but the support that he had uh, from the key people around him and guys like Willie Guinea, Pat McKay, you know, Berwick grew, we, we structured a game that, that um, played to, to the relative strengths of our playing group and Berwick was one obvious bloke who, who benefited from that as did the team from his efforts 
Um, so there's some, some good substance building, and, and you need that. You know, when you go into a rugby championship where you're playing against the best teams in the world, uh, and it's it's relentless week to week. Um, there's also a, a lot of polish required. You know, Kirtley returned to the, to the test arena, which was good. We created a, a lot we, that we didn't finish. Um, and those are, those are elements that we'll get a lot less of. Uh, You've you got to make the most of each opportunity at, at uh, what was previously Tri-Nations is now rugby championship level. So that's what we'll be looking to add when, when we regather. And the good thing is we'll get a couple of weeks, hopefully, uh, to put some of that polish on. Robbie, Six Nations champions, uh, Wales, they come over here and um, we're expecting great things. They hadn't won for 37 years or something. 3-0, uh, the boys must have been incredibly pleased at the end of that. Yeah, I mean, they're a side that we respect, you know, for good reason. As you said, the Six Nations champs are Grand Slam winners and, and they'd, they'd won a lot of those games through their conditioning. A lot of their results came, they're certainly a second-half side, most of their tries are scored in the second half. A lot of their wins came in the last 10 minutes and and they... That's part of them, and they, they bring that to the game, and we saw that in the encounters we had. So they were probably the perfect preparation for us prior to the rugby championship because they, those are elements that particularly the Kiwis bring, and, um, you know, that's, that's what we aspire to. Speaking of the Kiwis, have you had a chance yet to have a look at their 16-nil demolition of Ireland? <laughs> no, I haven't, but uh, what a remarkable scoreline. Yeah, well, trust me, they looked really, really good. <laughs> uh, Robbie, uh, Tim here again. Just a very quick one before we let you go. I know most of the players now are heading back to their uh, their franchise in their states. Um, if a test match was this weekend and um, Quade Cooper was fit, um, where would you play him in the team? Would you select him? I know it's a, you know it's a, Beric Barnes has been sensational in the direction of the team. Yeah, I mean, if it was this weekend, um, you know, given the fact he hasn't been with us and training with us, we, we probably wouldn't select him. But it would be good to see Quay back out there. He's, you know, he had some benchmarks he had to achieve, and I understand he's ticked most of them. In, um, and the timelines were, I think, the 29th. So if he's, if he's ticked all those boxes, then hopefully we'll see him back out on the ground at, at the end of the week. And he'll certainly be better for the, this month's work. Um, and those will be good problems for us to have. You know, we've got James O'Connor um, returning, uh, and you know, hopefully through this month there will be a, a number of others who have been out injured. Mitch, through Mitchell's back, Lockie Turner, Ben Papua, hopefully we'll, we'll get back out there, and, and that will create great competition. Our franchises are meeting each other quite routinely, so there's going to be a lot of intrigue over this next month. Hey, yeah, Robbie, just uh, Barry Barnes again. Um, had the man of the match performance down in Melbourne. Man of the match yesterday again. He didn't have another kid that we knew of um, uh, overnight. <laughs> <Did we? laughs> great performance again. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And uh, you know, as I said earlier, it, it's about teamwork. No, no man can can thrive in isolation. And hopefully, we're never in that situation. And I think what we've been through this month in terms of the number of five eight injuries we've had, and the fact that uh, it hasn't um, stymied what we're doing is is good and a great indicator that we're actually making some progress from the team perspective. All right, Robbie, look, thanks so much for uh, being part of the Ruck this morning and well done and good luck for this series ahead. 
Thank you. Cheers. There goes Wallabies coach Robbie Deans. Uh, all right, boys, just before we wrap up here, we are going into that rugby championship. As I said to Robbie, 60 nil in New Zealand. South Africa looking good, but it was a draw, of course, with England. Uh, how do we look, do you think, Berkey? Honest? We need, uh, I think, more attacking options. Uh, so I think we're, what we've, what Australia has at the moment are guys coming back. You've got um, Craig Cooper, as you mentioned, Tim, before. You've got uh, James O'Connor to, to, to come back. Uh, guys that can really uh, throw out options to, to break the line, so to speak. Then the combination is, do you put, say, as you mentioned, Timmy again, Cooper at 10, Beric Barnes at 12. Do you leave Pat McCabe at 12 with Rob Horn at 13? So there are connotations, but they need to break the line. Like we saw in New Zealand last night, they just did it quite easily. Yeah. So that's going to be the ultimate uh, test once again this year. Yeah, I think we just need the forwards uh, are starting to deliver um, to give quick ball to Will Genny. I like the way they play. As I said, I like the way Rob Horn is running lines now. He's starting to adapt. But I think you, you really need... Wycliffe Palu to stand up and actually make a huge impact in the game. He's been around now for a long time. Um, he was solid yesterday afternoon without being, you know, sensational. I think that, you know, Sidalek and Tamani's got a good op- opportunity to, to stay in that test team now. Um, but I- I'm looking forward to the clash. Friday night um, down in Melbourne, the Reds play the Rebels, so back in the Super Rugby. Yeah. So James O'Connor will be back and also Quade Cooper. So we'll get a, ver- a, p- a bit of a view for where those two players sit as well. Mm. All right. There's so much ahead, of course. We will join you again next Sunday morning uh, when I want to talk not just ball boys, but that dog that used to bring on the kicking tee for you, Berkey. Uh, that, I think we'll wait till next week. Uh, wait, wait till next week. Something very, very special there. Uh, it's been great to talk to you. Get out and enjoy your rugby. This is The Ruck saying goodbye. Catch up next week.